It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. You look like a fly. It's called Bumblebee style, bro. Uh, you look like a superhero that didn't make it. I look cool, bro. Like Dane Cook in Mystery Men? I'm the waffler. I don't know if that if you would call that cool. Funny, yes. <laughs> you look happier than ever, but that's because... It's, I look sillier than ever. For you audio listeners out there, Alejandro's wearing a pair of sunglasses, but this time with a twist. He's wearing them upside down. That's nah, pretty cuckoo bananas over here. Yeah, dude, that's the most cuckoo bananas thing that you've ever done. And it ever. might be distracting for me for the duration of the episode do you think eventually you like get used to it like you don't even notice that's what i'm scared of and then at a certain point when you flip Flip it back back. over i'm gonna be freaked out your whole world's gonna crumble around you you look wild right now it's it's really fucking with you huh yeah things shouldn't be upside down you have you eaten a pizza upside down cheese is gonna fall off dude no but but i have had a deep fried pizza um which was essentially just like remember at saboros when they used to have like the pizza calzone Whenever you, you bring up Sbarro's, I start breathing heavier <laughs> and heavier because that place just screams I miss cholesterol. It. I miss Sbarro so much. And Last like time I had Sbarro's was uh, in New York. But the lighting, the lighting in Sbarro's, no, terrible. It's like, I want to get out of here. I would never dine into Sbarro's lighting, their whole goal, okay, is mm-hmm. to make grease shine. Oh, and they're succeeding. <laughs> The pizza looks shinier than and then ever. They have like the mirror tile on the walls, but not like normal mirror. Gold tinted mirror. I'm not trying to look at Gold myself. Tint- well, scarf down a I, full I, slice I, of pizza. I remember one time after football practice, my brother had Saboros in the car, and I was like, "Can I eat this?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure." So I ate two slices, and he goes, "It's been in the car for three days." <laughs> Did you get food poisoning? No, pizza holds. Pizza holds pretty well, actually. <laughs> Dude, old pizza. I don't know holds. about cold pizza, Would you but eat old pizza, pizza. Like I've done this. I sh- I've kind of put the cart in front of the horse here, but um, have you ever like bought pizza for dinner and then left it out on the counter and then woke up the next morning and was like, eh, it's still good. Yeah, I'd eat it. Okay, cool. Just uh, last week, uh, we Melissa and I went to this taco place. It's called Puesto yes, at I, the veranda. I, I know Puesto um, very and I well, got, actually. We each got three tacos. She Good didn't finish cup. hers because she's a, a tiny lady. Yeah, they're small tacos. They're small tacos, yeah, but yeah. she's a, a small lady with a small mouth. Which... Uh, gross. Which ones did you get? Did you do the specialty ones? Or did you get the like the ones that they keep on the menu? Because they the ones that do, they keep on the menu. They do like a taco of the day or of the month. They do a taco of the month. No, I didn't know about that shit. I almost always get the taco of the month. That sounds so good. Their tacos are yeah. impeccable, especially dude. if you because you get three, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I will almost always get one of them. Will almost always be the month. I and they've had lingua. They've Ooh. had like a lobster. Uh, they've had some pretty crazy. I've been to Puesta. A lot. That was uh, that. Me and Shannon like to go there quite a bit, and then it was right across the street from work at the time when I, you know, yeah, um, it was just right there. Great tequila se- selection. That's an yes. awesome restaurant. Yes. Um. Uh, so Melissa and I went there. Uh, she got her three tacos. She didn't finish it, so there was a taco that we left in the bedroom in a box in the bag still. Mm. I the next day, since I loved tacos, would hate to see it go to. It waste. was just half a taco too. She didn't finish it. Um. I Easy. wouldn't want to see it go to waste. Yeah. I uh, it was it's been more than twenty four hours. I will confidently say that in my room it was wasn't like, a hot day. Was there like cheese? Was there any kind of dairy on it? 
No, no. They don't put it. So you're no. good to go. It's just like go. the meat, maybe a little salsa mm-hmm. and the tortilla. Maybe a little salsa. Uh, I, avocado, oxidized avocado was on it. That's fine that's for okay. me too. I would say the hardest part would be maybe the tortilla was so soggy that it tore through. Yeah, and it, that didn't bother me. It's only a, it's half a taco. Yeah, it was the chicken. It was a chicken taco. Uh, yeah, you're good. You're good, uh, bro. Pastor. Yeah, you're but good, like I'll, she watched me eat it and, and she, she was, was like, disgusted. you're going to get sick. No, I'll tell you what. What The only time I was nervous about food like that was I went out to, to hang out with a friend in, in Sacramento and we went to eat and then we we went to go to like a bar yeah and i had food in my hand i didn't want to go carry the food with me everywhere so i threw the food in my car and then we went it ended up being like one of the hottest fucking days ever and you know how gross sack <laughs> is yeah and so i get back to my car forgot all about these shrimp po boys shrimp po boys oh no driving back home looked down at them yeah it should yeah, be all it's right. okay my thinking was yeah i never let them get like cool then hot then cool again right so they were warm i boxed them up i put them in my car which was already warm just got hotter yeah right the hot the car the hot car only got hotter and then by the time i got in the car everything had kind of cooled down how many hours had it been oh the whole day the whole day they'd been in the car the whole day so it changed temperature twice we'll say it went from at most room temp or whatever temperature it was because i got to my car and it was like late it was dark by the time i got back to my car so it, it got hot from the heat, <laughs> cooled down from the oh, AC. This is even worse. And then I only ate one. Then I came home, put it in the refrigerator, ate the rest of them the next morning. Oh, did, were you? Okay? I was fine. Damn. So your gut, you but have I a strong worried, gut then. I was worried about like the mayonnaise that's uh-huh. on it. And then also the fact that it's shrimp. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's seafood, dude. Seafood is a no-go. Like I wouldn't have done it. Yeah, I, station I, sushi? Because, yeah, actually two weeks ago I was... <laughs> I was trying to, dude. I'm going through some stomach issues. My age is fucking hitting me. That's I had chicken vindaloo yesterday, and uh, I am Ooh. I'm I'm a, I'm a champ right now. My butthole yeah. doesn't even pucker. Really, really, that is some of the spiciest shit I've ever eaten. Mm-hmm. If that so vindaloo good. touched my chapped lips, mm-hmm. done. I'm done. I ate it and then I took a bath. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Put your mouth in the bath water and just cooled <sighs> off. Uh, but I ate um, sushi. We had some sushi, um, and from where? Uh, from this place in Concord. I want to oh. keep the place... Uh, did, did I hear this on the last episode? I did, yes, but I want to go deeper into it because I didn't so get to talk... So say the name. Uh, I'm not going to say the name. There are nice people that work there, but I'm not going to say the name because hey, maybe it's, it's not hard their times, fault. dude. Yeah, and, and I don't also, think it was their fault. Maybe I fucked up at, along the way. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you ordered food from a dirty place. Maybe it wasn't even the sushi. Maybe it was from something prior. The, uh, the, well, describe what happened. Let me Hear me, tell, hear me, so hear me the, the story. I ate it too fast. What kind oh, of sushi? It's um, there are three different specialty rolls that I can't remember the names of. Do you um, remember what kind of like what the fish was? Yeah, there was salmon and there was tuna and then there was uh, shrimp tempura in some of them. That's the one that got you sick. Probably the shrimp tempura. Yep. That, that okay. So that's after, exactly the one that got you sick. I will admit I ate it way too fast. I also had a large serving of boba of milk tea that right after and during this entire boba? sushi oh, meal. Yeah. Um, and I laid down quickly after I ate. The next day. What are you trying to, Jimmy Hendrix yourself and I drown in your vomit? Dude, I, no. I woke up. So I slept on my belly. Because <laughs> oh, it felt better I am a that belly way. sleeper too. And it's actually not, it's really bad that we do that. I, it especially is, on a full stomach. I woke up in the middle of the night in pain, excruciating sleep, pain. Uh, on your left side, I think. Because that's like when the stomach goes into the intestine, it. Drains to the left. With you saying that, please be a homie. Treat me like roll a junkie. Over. Yes, and just roll me over so that I don't throw up and like... Wipe out, wipe, clear, your, clear your tongue. Yeah, dude, clean me up. If Ugh. I've had a shitty night... You know that happened to me once. I was you laying, threw up in your own mouth? Yeah, I was laying in bed, <laughs> fucked up, and just started like vomiting. 
Welcome, 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 hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of ICBTB's Highly, Highly Irrelevant. Irrelevant. My name's Alejandro. And my name is Christian I'm, Alejandro. I'm back, baby. You're back. Tell the sheep baby. the wolves are home. Dude, I've missed you a lot. I'm here and I'm queer, brother. Like, like today is the first time that I've seen you in month. weeks. It's been a solid month, actually, because I left. Yeah. We recorded our last episode with David McEwen before I left for Texas, and that was... Maybe like the first week of September. Yeah, then I recorded with Jules just last week. Yep, and that came out. That was a good episode. Congratulations. Thanks, dude. Um, That was fucking... Re- oh, no, we can't add that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to cut that one out. <laughs> yeah, you can't say that. <laughs> I meant that in a good way, though. Uh-huh. We'll believe that, but just so people know, I, mean, I said a really bad thing, Yeah. but I meant it in a really good way, and uh, you know, it's up to your uh, imagination to figure out what I said. And it's like... <laughs> How people say, man, that's bad. That's, but but bad to the means extreme, good. I took it. English Ooh. is just such a weird language, Guys, dude. Guys, give me a minute here to get back into the swing of uh, FCC rules and uh, politically correct. You've been away for such a long time. You visited family in Texas. Am I talking to the right side of the Is this the right side? Is this the correct side of the microphone? <laughs> you are not doing it right, dude. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, is this better? You, you've, uh, you're out of practice. I'm learning. And you're learning? So learning quick. Similar to a bicycle, except uh, I don't know how to ride a bike. That's a damn lie. That's a damn lie, and I'll tell you why. Because you rode a bike here in high school for improv practice when we were having it downstairs in my mom's doll room. I don't think I rode it here for practice. You, you rode it here for something. Yeah, but not for practice. But you left it in my side yard for years, and that's not even an exaggeration for years. And the only reason why it sounds like I'm getting a little aggressive now is because Every week, maybe every month, my mom would say, Christian, Alex's bike is still outside. It's rusting. This bike is rusting because it's going through all sorts of weather. It's going through multiple, multiple seasons. And you're like, I'll get it next time. I'll get it next time. It's not like you didn't come by. You would just like (laughs) leave it there. And it was a perfectly fine bike. But you treated us like a Goodwill. (laughs) No way. A Goodwill wouldn't have asked me to come pick it up. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but everyone likes to just leave their shit in this house. Like, really? What you, else? What What other things have other people left here? Um, I think Austin Scott left speakers here, and so oh, I, I actually were those the speakers that were in his trunk. I'm not sure. I don't know if they were in his trunk. I don't know how they would get from his trunk into the house. He probably must have brought it himself. Yeah, probably because we needed space in the trunk for something. What else? What else did people left here? Um, I think someone no. Uh, clothes people have definitely left someone left a bag of hair products here after a sleepover <laughs> or after like a party and women's like they were products? sleeping over men's hair products unisex can hair products do yeah but like women don't use pomade usually and men don't generally use um dry shampoo uh okay that's so, true oh that was pretty smart for me okay yeah. maybe have this you used dry like shampoo before only just to see what it does yeah it just removes the oil you're still yeah no, technically right. dirty now but. i now i don't use much shampoo at all uh-huh. I've cut my hair quite short, and I almost yeah, don't you use did. any shampoo. Uh, why'd you cut your hair, dude? You, you For you baddies that haven't seen a picture of Alejandro, he's going to take his uh, hat off right now. You shaved oh, your head. My hair gone. I didn't, it's not, I'm not bald. It's close. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, I'm like three weeks out of boot camp is what I would call that. Yeah, haircut. you got like a, like if you were to put like a one and a half inch guard on clippers, that's what you would have. I believe I, when I cut it originally, it was a three on the sides and a four on top. Gotcha. You should do it the other way. You know how people get fades and it's like short on the side and long on the top? Do it the other way around. So you want me to be like a bald, ho- a, a balding man? You want me to be a bald... No. The, the pirate friend from Pirates of the Caribbean? 
<laughs> the, yes. The, the short one, not the one with the wooden eye. Um, I want you to not grow it out on the sides and slick it. I want you to just grow it and let it fall. Einstein style. Yes, Einstein oh. or Ben Franklin style. Uh, or oh. style it to look like you're the letter T. <laughs> so just style it and pull it out. Like Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I cut my hair. I uh, grew a beard and cut that off. I um, I read a book called Where's Waldo? Never found him, um, which is fine because I've heard that it's for older kids. And yes. I'm still You're learning not how to yet. read. You're not there yet, dude. I think I do the best I can. I didn't find Waldo, but I did find Oswaldo. <laughs> I did find 495 other objects and people. I did find a dog's tail. Uh, I found this beach ball. I did find a wizard. <laughs> we should. There should be a game where instead of finding Waldo, you have to find a very specific other object Are in that thing. Are you kidding me? Is that, what? That's part of Waldo, bro. You also got to find like his camera and his cane. Maybe it's a book. Sometimes he has a stack of books that he's losing. Really? I thought yeah. you're only finding Waldo. Waldo is the toughest and like the 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 piece of resistance. But there's other things that you have to find besides Waldo, bro. But I feel like Waldo would be one of the easier things to find because he has his iconic That's, striped shirt. Hey, ain't that the joke? I do want to... Why... <laughs> Why do people dress up as Waldo on Halloween? I think that's probably one of the laziest things you could do. I actually think it's really funny. I think it's overdone now, actually. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's lazy. I think it's overdone now. I think it was really funny, like in 2004, when you'd go to a Halloween party and everybody would be there. That's and 16 also, years ago. And also a Waldo. We would have been in middle school. Well, but that joke, wasn't, that joke was funny then. I guess. That joke was like still fairly new then. That's why I picked that date. I didn't pick that date just as like, I did pull it out of my ass. But like I picked that date because that joke was new then. That joke's yeah. overdone now. What are other overdone costumes right now? Um, sexy I, police officer. Sexy, like blank. Yeah, sexy anything. Dude. Yeah. That, no, there has to be a bunch of because now the, because now the joke is like making things that shouldn't be sexy uh -huh. sexy or or that was the joke and now it's like making objects sexy yeah right? because so the joke we, was sexy nerd we, sex, first it was like sexy nerd nurse police officer Doctor, fireman teacher yep. librarian mm -hmm. and then it became like then it became like all the naughty things like a sexy nun and then a sexy like Whoa, uh, a little more risque yeah 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 and then the next step now we're in the like I'm like uh. My my boyfriend is the wire like the plug and yeah. I'm an outlet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that the, works. Now we're like at like the joke of the joke of the sexy costume. Now can you make those sexy? Can I be a sexy plug and can you be a sexy outlet? <laughs> Maybe once we turn off these mics. <laughs> hey! hey. I do want to also say, you know, um, I, I did lose a bet, and you don't know this because I didn't. Yeah, I don't you. know what happened. I did lose a bet um, to one of our friends over at the Real Buzz crew. Uh, shout out DJ Rob. So I uh, have a couple things I need to say right here, and I'll, I'll look into. Is it camera A that we're using? Yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, hey, Rob and the city of Kansas City. Great job beating the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, that kick was very cool, uh, even though you had to do it three times. Um, but I'm not here to I have to say nice things about Kansas City. Um, Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback, definitely in, in line to be MVP of the year. Uh, and uh, he's got a hot wife. That's the best I can do for you, Kansas City. Damn, dude. You made a bet <sighs> with DJ Rob. Oh, and I got a beer in there for you, Rob. Yeah, all you got to do is come from Kansas City. Well, I mean, yeah. So me and Rob had made a bet. Kansas City Chiefs played the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, it was the opening game for the Chargers at their brand new stadium. It was an incredibly great football game. I know this is boring half of our audience, and I hope they didn't crash their car hearing this, but I would like you to know 
what? that I was very impressed with the sport of play that the Chargers were able to bring because it's been a long time since I could say I was proud of the playing that the Chargers had. Because you've always been a diehard fan, but a yeah, disappointed diehard fan I've lately. I've been a Chargers huh? fan since 2006, and I've never actually been happy with it. And you're not shy about it either. It's a love-hate thing. The thing with sports, and like this is coming from like an unbiased place where I don't really know too much about sure. sports, right? Um, is that it's super fucking divisive, but at the same time, it's basic tribalism. Yeah, dude. It's just like, Hey, fuck you. Are you wearing a green shirt? Man, fuck you. Wear the yellow shirts. Yeah. yeah fuck it's, you. It's pretty tribal. Yeah. And they're like, but, but guys, but we all love the sport you're of tearing football, us right? Apart. Yeah. You're tearing us apart. It's for the, it's for the community. It's for the competition, actually. Yeah, man. It's That's healthy competition. Yeah. It's well, yeah, it's when it gets a little too radical that it scares me. Like I've never been too radical. Uh, <laughs> radical, baby. What what do you call it when people are all out in the parking lot? A tailgate. Tailgate. Oh man. I've never gotta, been to a tailgate. Gotta, I've been to tailgates. I've been to tailgates wearing Chargers gear at the Oakland Coliseum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at a Raiders game. And you're uh, ballsy, man. Dude, you know what? It, there is a level of hooliganism, right? But then at the same time, there is still a camaraderie that you have with people who are there to enjoy the sport, people who are there to have fun. I mean, I'm, I'm also, you know, maybe not the first couple of times I got it, but as I got older, I was definitely okay with like being in a sports stadium and people being like, fuck you. You want a beer? You know, like that. Wow. Like I've, I've had that. I've also had people being like, fuck you. And then like get really fucked up. And then you just kind of like block those people out because some people get super drunk and fucked up. But, you know, that happens mm-hmm. at like a fucking bar or anywhere. So like. It's... Remember that one time. Oh, my gosh. And when, I wish COVID wasn't happening. When we went to an A's game. We went to an A's game. And it was just like not out of the blue. You had like asked me like maybe two days prior. Yeah, I had tickets. I think they're about to expire or something. So and we had to use them. We did it right. And I want to walk through all the steps. I want to tell the baddies how we did it because that was such a glorious day. It was a great day. There was a couple of things that kind of lined up perfectly for us too. Mm-hmm. So one, the tickets, I believe I, th- I believe I got the tickets for free. Yeah. And the only caveat was they're expiring in like two, three so weeks. we gotta so go. We found a day that worked and I think were you working at like H and M at the time? You weren't. Doing, you weren't in college at Davis yet. I have no clue where it was. It was in the last five years, maybe. Um, for you sure. Doing improv yet? Um, I'm not. I'm not too sure when, but I do remember neither of us had anything planned that day. It was we, a weird. Yeah. We went to the gas station and we had each gotten a big gulp, but we didn't get a big gulp for the sodas. We got, in fact, and we did this because I, I told you about this. This was my plan. This was a plan. I was like, this is what we'll do. So we'll go to Seven Eleven and buy big gulps and buy the cups. Uh, uh, full of them with ice. Yeah. And yes. Well, I buy the ice, Christian. You go buy four locos. Four locos, dude. And what we'll do is we'll crack the four locos in the parking lot at Bart, pour them into the big gulp cups, mm-hmm. drink them on the way to the and game. And we did this right. We were just some two twenty-something-year-olds. Only mistake on Bart. was we should have gotten the super big gulps because the four locos didn't fit in the cups. And so now we had. Yeah. You remember we had a good like three inches left in the can. Yes. So now we're like looking around the we parking lot. We were in lot, the bar like, parking lot trying to chug these, these four locos. And if you were to see us from a distance, you'd be like, "These two stupid teenagers." Nope. Easily in our early to mid twenties. At least twenty two, twenty three. Yeah, for and, sure. If and, we bought the alcohol. But once we ditched the cans. Walking around with the big gulp cups. Not just a bad idea. Real, and honestly, I've done that a couple of times. I went to an A's game, shout out Nick Lowe, to meet up with Nick Lowe, and I did that there too. Uh-huh. I learned from our mistake here because we made one mistake with this. What? When you get off BART to go to uh, A's game at the Coliseum, the first thing you walk past is like a line of cops. 
they're usually not really doing anything. They usually don't really care. They're just there to make sure that, like, you're not walking into Oakland Coliseum, like, waving a gun or screaming obscenities or, like, so blacked out drunk that they all got to take care of you because right there. Because they know right that there. people are going to come under the influence fun. to a certain extent. We were young 20-year-olds. Yeah. We had these build-ups that were pretty much almost done, right? We hadn't finished them, but we were getting close to the end. We saw the cops. We immediately ditched them. Yeah. Threw him in the trash, walked past the cops, and I remember immediately as soon as we walked past them, I looked at you and I was like, we didn't have to throw those away. No, we were fine. Like, there was no way that they would be like, hey, you two, let me see those cups. Like, let me see those big gold so real many, quick. so many like, steps that would have had to have happened for that to, to go down. Because my first thought when I see an individual with a uh, get big gulp. Oh, I'm not thinking there's alcohol in there that they're trying to sneak into their mouth. I'm thinking they're probably drinking too much sugar. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm worried for their health Diabetes. and a different reason. Diabetes. I'm like, there's no reason for you to drink a gallon of Coca Cola, or unless like, you're a truck driver and you need to make it to Oklahoma in 24 hours. Yeah, and that's like if you're drinking at that throughout the course of like a day. But I've seen some kids yeah, with big down. gulps just go ham on that straw. So that was our first good move. I believe also, as soon as we got into the stadium, we went straight to the, uh, I think it's a bullet whiskey bar that they have at uh, yes. the A's Coliseum. Yeah. And and you had never been there because mm-hmm. it is kind of like a sneaky hide hideaway bar. And I remember taking you there and being like, hey, let's go grab, let's get some like real drink before we grab a beer yeah. and go down there. We grab, we get our drinks, we grab our beer. I think we even grabbed a hot dog too. And we went to go sit at our seats. Of course, it's a stadium. There's nobody fucking around. We weren't in the best of seats. We weren't in the worst of seats, but we were on the first tier. Yeah. And um, 10 rows in front of us, completely empty, you know, and then there's like a family, maybe two rows to the right of us and then a family behind us. Do you remember the other thing that was crazy about that night was everybody had the Filipino flag hats. Except for me. We didn't get them. (laughs) Yeah, we missed it. How did we not get it? We missed it because we came in after the game had started. So they were giving away those hats oh, for Filipino Day. Because we were a little late because we were first... probably chugging four yeah. locos in the parking lot. So they were giving, it's like bobbleheads or radios, whatever the fuck they're giving out. They give it out to the first 100,000 people, first 50,000 people, whatever. We just barely missed it, uh-huh. you know? And, and uh, But I do remember like me tapping one of the dudes on the shoulder, being like, hey, man, where did everyone get these hats from? And he yeah. was like, it's National Filipino Day. And I like looked at you. And the you're Filipino. Like, it is? <laughs> you're like, I had no idea. The token Filipino guy mm. uh, in Benicia. Um, did, <laughs> no, there's definitely a bunch <laughs> there's here. so many. Um, but, but yeah, yeah but that I was fun. didn't have one. And then I do also remember us like exploring, just going to like a completely different section. And then I, I remember told you, I was like, let's go sit. Let's see how close we can get before they ask us for our tickets. Yeah. And we got to like the third We row. got very close. Oh, it's because it's an Oakland A's game. It's never packed. It, it was. We were near the end of the game. The no A's were super getting blown rowdy. out. They were yeah. losing. Um, but we didn't let that rain on our parade. No, we were having a good time. That's why I love Oakland. Right now, they're winning right now. Shout out Oakland A's. They're killing it. But, we made uh, laps that time, around that Coliseum, dude. I, I, we saw everything. One thing I remember, uh, more so than like the Four Locos and the <laughs> National Filipino Day, was the excessive amount of food and beer that we had. Because I didn't stop. felt horrible on the way back home i was full of food and alcohol yeah dude like it was just as glorious as a day as that was i was gonna say again also 20 year olds we didn't know how to prepare no we didn't know how to layer it you know what i mean no now if i go back to a baseball game 
You know what I mean? I have a beer right off the bat, and then maybe like some nachos, and then give it a minute. You know what I mean? Then like now I'll go get my whiskey, and then now that I've had maybe like a slice of pizza. That's or something a that we probably learn more and so more as we're as we grow up is like how to pace ourselves with or like understanding it. Like today, mm-hmm. you came over, and I was thirty-seven beers deep, and also hadn't eaten breakfast. But yeah, that's what? why my meal was. We were in the middle two sandwiches of watching a movie. You had some beers, and you were like, "Oh yeah, I haven't I'm gonna eaten all get day up today. real quick. I need to eat. I haven't eaten." I'm all like, day. What? And then I watched what you ate. Um, you had two sandwiches. And, and then after that, you got up. I did have a bowl of cereal. And you came back with a bowl of French toast crunch. I had to get my breakfast and lunch in, Christian. <laughs> and then I asked, hey, man, can I have any snacks? You were like, yeah, dude, you can have whatever. There's some eggs in the fridge. And like, I get up and like, I go for the box of French toast crunch. <laughs> and you're like, dude, I said I have <laughs> eggs in the fridge. Don't touch my cereal. And I was so confused. I'm like, what the fuck, man? I, I offered you eggs. <laughs> but I can't. I offered you eggs. You made that bowl of cereal look so good. I had to have a handful. And it wasn't even a handful. It was half a handful. And I was getting some flack for that. <laughs> you come here. You come to my place. You get the man cup, which is basically oh, a bowl with a handle. I haven't seen the man cup in years. It's still there, oh, man. Oh, man. I'd fill that baby with cereal real good. Yeah, you can. One time I had... um. <laughs> you can. I had a friend here, uh, Vincent Nogue, and he, uh, he 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 wanted to get himself a bowl of cereal. So I said, "Hey, yeah, grab grab whatever from like uh, the dishwasher. We were using the dishwasher as a dish rack." And uh, I see him sit down. And he's eating. He's halfway through his bowl of cereal, and I see him move his hand. And the bowl of cereal is the dog's bowl. <laughs> he's eating from the dog's bowl, and now I have internal conflict. I'm like, "Do I tell my buddy right here?" You should have been like, "Hey, that goes on the floor, pal. You know the rules." <laughs> Come on, no dogs at the table. It was obviously a dog bowl because it was one of those like bowls that had a flat bottom, a fully <laughs> flat bottom, and like it's just made to be kind of like yeah, stable. Oh, yeah. yeah, like that's obviously not a human bowl, dude. Oh boy! Uh, but he was halfway through it. I eventually told him, and like he he threw it out. He was pissed. <laughs> but um, I, but then my now question is like, why? Who cares? Then at that point, you've already eaten bowl. half the meal. It is a clean bowl, anyways, right? Yeah, you clean the hell out of it. It's regardless. like drinking. Toilet water from the um, tank, not the bowl. If it's, I had to do that, I'd do it. But w- people would think like, oh, I'd rather drink tank water than bowl water. It's the apparatus. It's the same water. It's, it's the same water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just as clean. But it's just, like I said, it's just the apparatus. Like it's, Nobody's shitting in the tank. I mean, it's also like, yeah, no one's shitting or pissing in the tank. Would you boil unless your- Unless you're really funny. Unless, <laughs> unless there's, unless there's you, already someone unless pooping. You have a great joke. <laughs> Nobody's pooping in the tank of a toilet. Dude, no. Unless you're giving your best friend an upper decker. You know it'd be real funny. Honestly, after this chicken vindaloo, now's the time to give somebody an upper decker. I don't know if... I, we've spoken about it on the podcast before, your, your senior prank. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, uh, we might have repeated this story, but Sorry, fuck guys. it. Sorry, guys, yeah, we, we got new listeners. My yeah. senior prank, and I don't... I'm not... It's not cool now that I'm older and know what's what's up. Don't go straight into it. I kind of want to talk about the buildup. We were all in English class. You had gone to the bathroom real quick. No, 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 no. Am I getting it wrong That's already? That's a different story, but very similar. Oh, okay. What are you going to tell? You, what you're talking about is when I had everybody go in and see it. Yes. That wasn't my senior prank. That was just a big log turd that I dumped, and I wanted I wanted people to see okay, it. Okay, so long story short, since we're not going to tell that story, Alejandro took a shit in a urinal and <laughs> asked all of us to come no, see what he made in the bathroom. Confla- so you're conflating two stories then. What? Yeah. The English class poop where I made everybody come in and look was my was my 13-incher. What? <laughs> okay? 
was my 13 incher pooping in the urinal 13 I, inches i had left straight up the pooping in the urinal story i had stepped out of gov econ uh-huh. and i remember because i was leaving mr bold's class were you there in the bathroom with me when you shat in a yeah. urinal no i remember me. that we locked jeremy padronas in there with us don't ever lock people in a bathroom where you're pooping. I think one other person was in there with me who knew what I was doing and was in there like in on the joke and was going to be my lookout. Mm-hmm. And Jeremy just happened to be in the bathroom too. And I was like, guess what I'm doing? And I like turned around and started. <laughs> Did you look him in the eyes? <laughs> yes. You have a problem of looking at. It's not a problem. It's a skill. To look someone deep in the eyes as you're defecating? Dogs do it. Why is it so weird when I do it? Why do dogs do that? Because they're looking for looking at you for safety. There was something because oh, they're, they're the most vulnerable points when they're pooping. So if something were to attack them, you would alert them first. But it's so odd because when dogs poop, they kind of shake. They're like shaking because they're squeezing so Your hard. Your dogs. Your dogs shake Fuck it. when they poop. My chihuahua. Because it takes, their, it takes their entire energy force to try and get it. Dude, I'm worried about my dog's butthole, man. <laughs> Close. Save that audio, please. <laughs> so, just that's all. I'm I ever... so worried because all he does every night is lick his butt. No, lick that's it. good. And like, it's good to an extent. That's lucky for but him. But he keeps going and going and going, and then like when he shits, it's like he some of his butt comes out, and so mm, like the okay. insides of his, his butthole is like. When's the last time he had out. his glands expressed? Uh, I couldn't tell you. My mom's the I, one that I takes bet you care. He probably needs to get his glands expressed, especially with all the licking and a little bit of the puckering in the butthole. Yeah, I'm not a vet, but I would guess that he needs to have his anal glands expressed. Probably, dude. He's mm-hmm. 15 years old. It's easy man. to get done. You should just take him to like a groomer. They can do it. It's very easy. It'll smell like shit though, because I bet you it hasn't been done in a long time. Shit, man. I'm not excited to do that. I mean, no, I want you, him to no, be healthy. No, you don't do it. Mm-hmm. Have one of those fuckers over at Petco do it. Yeah, probably like Petco, PetSmart. Yeah, one of those that do the there. bath. Hey, and also when you're bathing him, can you express his glands? Can and they'll know exactly what you mean. They're like, yeah, no problem. We'll take care of it. And then they'll do that little time bomb and they'll... And everything will just come out? I don't know exactly... I don't know... What comes out. What I, is gland expression? So like, they have like these little anal glands that, you know, keep themselves clean and the right bacteria mix up in their anus, since we're getting pretty scientific with it. Um, and the so, glands, yes, please use the word anus. <laughs> that's the part of the uh, no, I know rectum you're saying. that I'm speaking of. It's just funny that you had to clarify. Please continue. <laughs> and these anal glands, I think, sometimes need to be uh, expressed. They need to be, they fill with juice. <laughs> if we're going to get scientific here. Now I'm out of the, now I'm out of the scientific <laughs> Yeah, talk. dude, if you're using the word juice now. <laughs> Blame it on the juice. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Lizzo. Oh, but I'm worried about his, his 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 butt, man. He's the same age as a sophomore in high school. My dog, dog is a sophomore in high your school. Your dog's gonna be sneaking beers and going out at night now. Dude, Kumo is probably sneaking in other girl dogs or guy dogs. No, Kumo's sneaking in guy dogs. He's a, it's a guy dog. He's notorious. or maybe like not at all. I've never seen. No, I've seen Kumo hump. Yeah, he's tried. He used to, to be a, quite a big humper. Mm-hmm. Not physically, but just in the amount. Melissa's pug. That uh, she brings over the sometimes. The one that's right behind you? Uh, <laughs> yes, and on a picture. Yeah. Um, that pug, she would bring over. And the first time that Kumo met this pug, he's he's either one of two ways with dogs. He humped he humped a pug? Very like, I hate you, I hate you, I hate it's you. It's a dominance thing. Or I want to fuck you, I want to fuck you, I want to fuck you. Either way. No, not to the dogs. It's a dominance thing. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's Kumo telling him. This is my so, place. This is my house. Mm-hmm. Just so you know. Hey, just so you know, little dog. This is my house. But he doesn't do it anymore. I think... Because he already asserted his dominance. Ah. He, Pug already got the picture. 
Mm-hmm. Pug's like, okay, you you tried right. you tried humping me. I get and, it. And then like, and then now it may even be the fact of Kumo like knows that he's an old dog. Yeah. And Pug knows that also. So Pug's like, hey man, you don't fuck with me. I don't fuck with you. Okay. Sochi used to be a big humper, and it was a, it was a, a dominant thing. She used to hump Frito, which was uh, Ashley's male dog. So even though Sochi is a female, yeah. Oh, she she beat that motherfucker up. She would still just yeah. Oh, go she to manhandled town? that bitch. Yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah. Sochi was Sochi wore the pants in that relationship. Interesting. Damn. Yeah. Um, I did not know that because um, my my other my Maltese. Halo, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she would try doing it, but she's too overweight to stay uh, upright for too she's not long. That dominant, then, huh? No, it's just and overweight. Some people want to be alphas, but not everybody. There can only be one, you know. I guess, yeah. In that pack, I guess my Chihuahua is is the leader. That's why they say when you get a dog, the first thing you should do is hump its brains out. As a human, <laughs> oh, let me just get my notepad and take that so down. Just so you know, I'm the king. Hey, ladies, is that your dog over there? I keep it looks at me funny. Huh? I'm no, gonna no. I'm, I'm gonna hump your dog. This is my daughter. <laughs> Stop. Sir, sir, Stop. this is my daughter. Her name is Tabitha. Tabitha, for dominance and scientific purposes and animalistic purposes, I'm I'm gonna hump you. I'm gonna call the police. <laughs> As you should, because we don't condone condone that behavior here at ICBTV. We do condemn it though. We condemn it for show. Oh man, this is fun. Let's we, see. I got I got the bet out of the way. Um, I, I said I'm back. Yeah. Uh, what? Oh, I did want to say good job on the episodes with Jules. You Thank guys, you, did, very you guys much. were very entertaining. Thanks. So dude. entertaining and threatening that I had to come back immediately because I didn't want <laughs> anyone to get too You're used like, to Jules. That's it. No more episodes with Jules. You were already thinking like I can bring Otis in this week. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'll be I'm there. good. I'm I'll good. Be there. I'm a professional. I'm back. <laughs> I'll be there right now. If you, you want to do it right now? Is that the thing? Because I'll do it right now. I don't care where you are if you're at work. I got a mic on my phone. <laughs> Let's do it. We'll record a ghetto podcast. Honestly, um, bro, I don't think it would be that ghetto. People have make the best of what they have, okay? Yeah, but if we already have... People do the best of what they have. The best of what, what they, the best have, of what they have. And this is what we have. And I'll use my phone. High quality microphones. Is my phone not high quality? I don't know. You're going to get some excess background noise. We're going to hear... I think that means that the mic's even better then. No, dude. It's supposed <laughs> to be isolating to just your voice. Okay. I was going to ask, like, don't you, is there a weird line of, like, the microphone what? should be able to pick up any sound, but also you really only want it to pick up one sound, which could be, like... Good and bad. I'm sorry. This is dumb. What? I don't know what I'm no, saying. I mean, it depends on your situation, man. I, yeah. Yes. If you're trying to record five people on one mic, please record five voices. Oh, but if it's just my face on this mic, just just my all sounds. My voice. No, dude. I want all sounds. I'm not trying to hear fucking uh, Kumo humping in the background. Uh, is that what humping sounds like to you? For that 18-year-old dog, yeah. No, you're for an 18-year-old dog, you think their humping sounds like bad beatboxing? Kumo's humping again. <laughs> yes, that's the sound <laughs> because his testicles are full of air now. No, he ain't got no testicles, dude. It's just scrote. So then it is full of air. No, it's just like I... You want me to show you right now? No, why, are you going to pull your pants down? No, my dog scrote him. You saved your dog scrotum? No. <laughs> uh, I don't know what to make of you anymore. My mom saved the piece of my umbilical cord. Whoa, not what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say foreskin. And that. What? <laughs> I didn't serious? know if I should. Yeah, dude. I oh, think it's no. A, well, what, but, but, okay, don't is that get, a normal thing? I, I, she I, showed me and I, I gagged. I think it might be. Mine didn't get cut off. But, I, you know, like I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what people do with it when they cut them off. Um, I hear you're supposed to plant it. Under a pussy willow. Hey. 
<laughs> no, honestly, I it's not a surprise to me that that saved with an umbilical cord. It seems like that seems like about that seems like the you know you're doing the things at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I think my my parents saved a part of my umbilical cord as well. Why? Why I don't is know. that a thing? I don't know. I think it's something to do with being a parent. I also have a question for all the parents out there. If there's any of them listening, um, my brother and his wife, their daughter, my niece. Um, she's never cut her hair. She's going on three or four years old now. She's never cut her hair once her entire life. I don't understand the obsession parents have with not cutting their children's How hair for the first time. Her hair, where's oh, it go to? Long, all the way like down to the back of her knees. It's insanely long, but it's That's also curly. Really long. She's got curly hair, okay. so it clumps up a little bit. Um, so it's like maybe like down to the bottom of her back, but still very, very long hair. That's long for um, a child. But it, because it's never been cut, and my whole thing is like, hairs are gonna be your hair. You're gonna get a haircut a million times in yeah. your lifetime. What is the big deal about saving the first haircut? I don't understand what the big deal is. This is the hair that came out of my womb. No, this is the babies hair aren't that, born with hair. I, very rarely are very, babies born a with, little bit of hair. Were, right? Were you born with hair? I don't know. <laughs> I have a full blown afro. <laughs> <It's> very rare. <laughs> Sometimes, like when people are when babies are born with hair, it's very rare because hair is like a later development thing. Yeah, that means that baby's been in there for eighteen months. That means that means that the hair follicles developed before like, before the baby the breathing of oxygen follicles came about. <laughs> you could see hair in the ultrasound. <laughs> oh, woof. Eighties baby, eighties <laughs> baby. Um, but no, but but you know, I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm not a parent, so I don't. I, yeah, I don't under. I can't fathom the reasoning of keeping the first haircut. I will say this though. I like with. Uh, I think it's nice when uh, girls have longer hair. Like with uh, with girls that, I think is an attractive trait to have long hair, like mm-hmm. really long. I don't know why. Is we've it been like, told. We've been told that. Yes, we've. Been, yeah. I don't know if we've been told that. For sure, because we grew up, we are maybe one of the last generations of people to grow up with the, like, um, boardroom concocted, like, girl next door, you know what I mean? Like, we, we've had, like, what a pretty woman's supposed to look like and what a pretty man is supposed to, and, like, very clearly what their roles are, shoved down our throat from when we were a kid, and then, like, right around our teenage years, suddenly they're just like, you know, all that shit's kind of bullshit, right? And then we're all like, oh, fuck. Yeah, it is. Why can't I wear pink? You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. we're one of the first generations to both be bred in the era of understanding defined gender rules and then also being in an era of where it, the the spectrum comes out. Yes, rather than just one or two. Like bo- boys like blue, can't mm-hmm. cry. Yeah. Um girls wear pink, long hair. Which and back in the days boys the boy color was pink actually. Back in the days, as in what? Like in the thirties. Really, yeah. pink. Boy color was pink. Girl color was blue. Are we talking hot pink or like periwinkle? Like uh, it's actually more of a like a redder pink, and then the blue is a little bit more of a baby blue for the girls. For the girls, okay. But that at one point, it did sense. flip, and pink became synonymous with girls. And, and it's crazy that we associate that color. We associate colors with gender. For yeah. what, dude? That's a that's a crazy thing, dude. We add gender to everything. We were talking earlier about how when you name a ship, uh, a sword, or a car. You usually name them after a woman. Give it Why a woman's name. Why is that? I mean, like I, I have friends who named their cars girl names, and mm-hmm. if you were to ask them, they'd probably say something like "us" because we go inside them, or like because we I ride mean, them. It's honestly, it probably is as like trivial and as silly as that. But would a girl name her car after a, a guy's name? Like this is this is my sedan. Brad. Potentially, yeah. I mean, it's. I think it's that idea of like, weirdly enough. Um, that song, the TLC song, No Scrubs. Yeah. When Weezer redid redid their cover, 
They could have said, I don't want no scrub. A scrub is a girl that can't get no love from me, but they didn't. They kept a guy. They kept it. The scrub is a guy that can't That's get That's no. interesting. So, like, they purposely made a choice of, like, this is how the song is written. This is how we're going to sing the song. Even though we're doing a cover, even though you know who we are, even though you know that we're guys and we're Weezer, mm-hmm. we don't have to change the song. Because, whereas if they maybe would have done that cover earlier in their career, I think they may have been forced to either girl. by the record company or just by how society is, they may have would have, they maybe would have changed the lyrics. Okay. Because when but, I sing songs, I purposefully change the lyrics so it doesn't sound like I'm serenading a dude. Interesting. But then like... but I, see, So my question, this is great. I want to have a little bit of a conversation about this. Because my question is, aren't you singing the songs to honor the maybe the original singer, the songwriter, or the uh, the essence of that song? Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that you think your... your, um, your composition of their song sounds better than what they had no not necessarily i guess just but you are by changing their lyrics here here's what it is but you are but but i i'll let you say your piece but but you are by changing their lyrics you're you're essentially saying what i think sounds better is if i say it this way because i don't want people to think i'm serenading a guy i i think this is what it is it depends on like if i'm singing to a girl I want it to feel like it's about her and like romantic. It's like the romanticism rather than like singing to a girl. Okay. Rather than like the 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 context of the lyrics. Like there's nothing wrong with the lyrics if it's a girl singing about a guy. It's a great melody, great lyrics and whatnot. But, and I won't change it if it changes like the the rhyme scheme, you sure, know, sure. and whatnot. I'll have to if, cleverly change it. <clears throat> if you're not singing, I I, I want to take it for example. Like let's say you're in a um like a, a Las Vegas show, right? And it's just you singing. Like Frank Sinatra style, it's you in front of a band. Yeah, you're not singing to anybody. There is like this metaphorical woman that you're singing to, but like there is no one person that you're singing to. Um, is that why you would change it, or would you take that moment to sing the song as it's written and like because you're already doing a cover, you're already doing Aretha Franklin's yeah respect. Yeah, you know what I mean. Why not sing it the way that Aretha Franklin? I think does? now that I've matured more as a singer and it's I an appreciate question lyrics like, a little more. Up, yeah. I think I'd keep it as is. And especially now since I like I have a girlfriend, used I used to be, you know, before For sure. Every every guy, especially in again in our generation, has a fear of like being thought of as gay or feminine. In oh yeah, especially ways. like when I was a kid, I would be like I don't want to be and I know that there would be other people making fun of me like ah Christian singing about a guy. Like I could see maybe your first couple of years at Six Flags having that kind of like if for whatever reason you you were singing like maybe you were singing the wrong the the lyrics got mixed up and now you're singing the girl side of Santa Baby. Yeah. Right? Or maybe it's cold outside. Somehow yeah. you you guys she said your line and now mm-hmm. suddenly you're singing the girl part. Yes. Right? Which could happen. Yes. Um I could see maybe a younger version of us being kind of sweating it and purposely changing the lyrics so that it doesn't get confused. Yeah. Now I would think maybe we could probably be comfortable and then if we got off stage and people were like you know you were singing to a dude, you were singing the chick part, right? We'd be like, yeah, well, you know, that's the song. Oh, yeah. Like, it's it's nowadays. You've heard the song before, right? Nowadays, it's oh, we're more comfortable with that. We we give less of a shit in terms of that because we are more more free. Like if, uh, you know, p- p- when we were in middle school, we would constantly say like, uh, you, that's gay. Christian, yeah, that's yeah. gay. You're gay. You're gay. gay. You like gay. boys. You touched my hand. Yeah. Um, no homo. Right? We've no, heard them all. We've heard them We've all. heard all. Then that's very elementary. Everybody has. And- but now I think we're fine with it, especially like with songs where we like we get it and like if you like just, if I sing Scrubs now, I probably wouldn't change the lyrics. Yeah, and if you're and I think there was probably a time when I sang Scrubs and I did change the lyrics. Yeah, I'll be here. Okay, uh, I like how you brought up Santa Baby because Michael Bublé on his Christmas album mm-hmm. he changed it to Santa Buddy. You know, that's true. Santa, yeah, yeah, that's so, true. 
And to make it seem like, hey, Santa, like, you know, yeah. uh, hook a fella up. Like, yep. give me some yep. goodies. Rather than like, hey, Santa, I'm a girl. It's Let no me seduce you. Letter. Yeah. Exactly. And so with that, with Michael Buble being a respected uh, vocalist, right? A uh, very classy vocalist. Him changing the lyrics to that, would that discredit the songwriters of that mm. seasonal classic? Or is it appropriate? And... I think this is also what well it done. is. Well done. Are you going to say an offensive uh, an offensive joke is shitty if it sucks, but an offensive joke could be great if it's clever. If you could make the group that you're mm-hmm. making fun mm-hmm. of say, "Uh-huh. Yeah. Actually, I, yeah. that's that's yeah. good." That's a tough. I think that's a little bit different because humor I think is a little more subjective, but I but I do get I get the analogy. I see where I see where you're where yeah. you're coming from. Um I think it's interesting though. The Michael Bublé thing really threw me for a loop because that's a good point. He does change it and it's not like um, maybe it's because it's not like he, he's not doing a cover. He's not singing Eartha Kitt's version of Santa Baby. Mm-hmm. He's singing Michael Bublé's version of Santa Baby. Whereas, His own rendition. Whereas when Weezer does a cover of Scrubs, they're doing a cover of TLC's Scrubs. Yeah, yeah. They're not making it their own. They're playing it with their instruments their way, but they're doing your song. Yeah. And so they're not making it their own, whereas Michael Bublé made that song his own. Yeah. So um, I think it's all within context. That's right? interesting. Yeah, I mean, that was interesting. I mean, that, I really would have. I mean, hmm, I didn't expect that conversation to. I mean, come up at all. But uh, yeah, that was a, a huh, fun. Well, well, we don't plan this podcast. Mind blowing. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's all irrelevant. Um, speaking of which, we have to do an improv scene. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I know it's been a minute, and I miss doing improv with you. I mean, this is a really our only source of uh, improvisation. We no longer have a stage. So. I thought you were going to say socialize. So so. Let's do an improv game. <laughs> uh, we're going to play um, Party Quirks. <laughs> Two-person Party Quirks. Do you remember uh, when you would play, what was that improv game? Like uh, Party Quirks with a party, right? And people would come over. Yeah. And you'd have to try and guess who they were. Why did you have to like look for I, the I thought it had a different name. I thought it had a different no, name. No, it's Party Quirks. I always think it's funny whenever you watch an improv person or uh, like a middle school or a high school doing that game, they're always like talking to nobody in the house they're always like hmm i got chips here and like a soda here and yeah. everything's ready for the party whereas like if it was a real scene they would just be like watching tv yeah <laughs> until and like I, someone rang the doorbell and someone with mature enough humor because we were in middle school and high school and mm-hmm. we would play that mm-hmm. game and of course we're like oh it's just us i gotta on the fill stage. the space i gotta fill the space and i gotta make people laugh like mm-hmm. the attention's on me but like nowadays with like we like to I don't know. We I like can appreciate but something we, more realistic. And we like the opposite joke. I, I know that's one of our things for sure where we're like, oh, you think we're going to be making corn? Well, we brought celery. Yeah. Like, uh, and that's comedy, baby. <laughs> and that's comedy, Surprising, baby. right? You don't want to <laughs> anticipate it. That, that's, that's the period on that. If right, you let's... expect it, it's a dad joke. No. No? No. I got a joke for you here that's, that's unexpected and a dad joke. What? So this guy goes into a bar, and he's sitting there, and he's reading the menu over and over again, front and back, front and back. And finally, the bartender comes up to him and says, hey, man, what can I get for you? And he goes, you know, I just don't know. He goes, I just don't know what to order. And he goes, well, what do you like? You like sweet? You like sour? And the guy kind of, the bartender's talking to him for a minute. He goes, I, I got the perfect drink for you. I'm going to make you this drink. Whips up this cool-looking green drink for you, hands it to him. He takes a sip. He goes, this is great. He goes, what's it called? He goes, it's called the grasshopper. He goes, this is incredible. I'll have another grasshopper. The guy has four grasshoppers that night, right? Yeah. So he's walking home. And uh, on his way home, guess what hops in front of his way on the sidewalk? A grasshopper. And he says, uh, hey, I just had a drink named after you. And the grasshopper goes, you had a drink named Irving? 
<laughs> okay, I see how that's a dad joke. I can see. All right, so that's <laughs> I would classify unexpected. that as a dad joke. Really? And unexpected. It's gonna. But, but oh, okay. no, not that. And people, <laughs> it's not. They're bad. I hear that my jokes are a lot of dad jokes. Like Good. when I say my jokes, uh-huh. like my jokes like that, set up in punchline. Yes. I, I'm always told that they're dad jokes. No, but the thing is, is that good jokes and dad jokes aren't mutually exclusive. Dude. They're, they're a Venn diagram and sometimes exactly they overlap. Exactly what I was going to say. There's going to be an overlap, <laughs> dude. And like, I, I wouldn't fully classify that as a dad joke because I feel like dad jokes are shorter, right? Like uh, what's a pirate's favorite letter? R. Most people think it is, but it's actually the C. Yeah, that's full blown dad joke. That joke made James Franco laugh. And is that? And then, okay, that's okay. But we'll get to this. <laughs> but like, is it because that's unexpected? Because everyone now thinks, or at the time thought, R. It R. Yeah, that's the best part about the joke is everyone. But everyone, now, because they think it's so easy. I'm stupid for asking them. Yeah. It's R. The best time to say that joke is when a kid says a joke of like, um, how come the pirate couldn't get into the movie? Because uh-huh. it was rated R. Uh-huh. And then you go, hey, you know what a pirate's favorite letter is? And R, then right? It's R. And you go, no, it's actually the C. The C. But you got, you got to do the, the C. You got to do the pirate. Oh, how about this? How about this? Because if you just say, it's C. Let me try. Let me try. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, dude, what's, uh, what's, the, what's a pirate's favorite letter? <laughs> <You're> already <laughs> massacring <laughs> a two-line joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, hey, dude, what, what, what's a pirate's favorite letter? Uh, R. No, man, it's actually G. I don't know. <laughs> Dad joke. <laughs> but that's so bad. That, yes, a poorly uh, executed dad joke. I think it would have been funnier if I didn't stumble upon the joke itself it's all funny believe it's me that all, was all funny it's all bad <laughs> i need to rethink my passions <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but like but that's but it's just such a simple joke it's it just is. so silly and like everyone everyone who hears it is just like fuck how you got me with that you one. got like, me again damn it let's do a scene all right oh man <clears throat> hey, hey hey dad uh it, it's, it's one second charles <laughs> now that i've completed the report that i was writing what would enter the office charles thank you thank you um dad i just wanted to talk to you uh yesterday when i when i had me you wanted to talk to me yesterday talk to you about yesterday i apologize Mm -hmm. when when i had uh use proper english charles you know i don't appreciate when you skip words i'm sorry i'm i'm working on it i'm a little nervous so i'm stumbling a little bit stand up straight and say what you have to say spit it out son Uh, okay yesterday i don't have time for you to be messing around i don't mean to bother you from your work but um, when I had John and Cindy over yesterday, uh, my new friends, mm-hmm. I I just didn't really appreciate how much you you were trying to make them laugh. It was rather embarrassing. I, I would have just liked it if you had just left us alone. And and I'm trying to make friends here, and you're you're coming, telling your jokes and your stories about work. And it's Charles. Like, I told no jokes yesterday. All of those stories were true stories that happened to me in real life. I I. Those are real stories. Your your story Charles. about Korea? And yes. How and how and how Dale said, Look at me, I'm American and like opened their eyes. Yeah, hilarious. That actually happened when I found myself stranded in North Korea. I don't It just sounded son, like you were being racist. No, no, I was being hilarious. So you're about telling my me life. you're telling me that you went to Korea For and a these short Korean of time, people made their eyes bigger and said, Hey, look at me. They were being racist to me. An American visitor in the beautiful land of 
North Korea. Now, John and Cindy didn't take it the right way. John is half Korean, and he went home and told his dad. Hey, sucks to suck, then. I, I don't. <laughs> That's really mean, Dad. And if you act that way with my, my friends, they're never going to come over. And I'm going to hate Charles, it maybe you don't need those friends. I, I think I, I do. Because your friends are laughing at your father. Your father is telling them truth, honest stories about my past, trying to get them to understand how we can afford such a luxurious home like this in Beverly Hills. Now, if it, it wasn't for me selling the jewel of Tabitha to the king of Korea, you wouldn't have the clothes on your back, Charles. You wouldn't have those Jordans you keep on your feet. Now, this you is, wouldn't have those $20 sunglasses this, you keep losing. It's hard. They fall out, okay, off of my face. This is what I'm talking about, though. You were yelling at them like this. Talking I was telling them my story. You that The story about Alaska? I was telling them about the time me and Premier Putin had to cross the barren ran of Alaska. And it was you were missing so many details. They didn't seem interested. You said how many polar bears did you say you killed during that? Seventeen, trip? and Putin killed eighteen. And you know that Cindy is an animal lover. She's vegan, and she did not take to that very well. What? What? When in Rome, do as the Romans. When with Putin, do as Putin's. And kill seventeen polar bears. Dad, all I'm trying to say is that you could tell your stories, but. You could omit some details or just, you know, I will leave not us omit. be. I will not omit. We are... I omit nothing. 15 Have I ever old. omitted things to you, son? Never. Have I ever lied to you, son? No. Have I ever withheld information from you, son? And I'm not... When you were four years old and you said, Daddy, I don't understand how Santa can fit down the fireplace chimney. And I said to you, well, he actually doesn't. Weren't you happier knowing that Santa wasn't real? No, I cried. Hmm. I cried for a long time that day. Well, I, I was setting out cookies with mom, it's, and she would tell me, Santa's going to eat these, but then they would just be gone the next day, only to find out that you just ate them. Well, son, we thought you enjoyed magic. I wouldn't call that magic. Dad, you took the magic away from me when you told me Santa was fake. You took the you magic asked. away from me. You took it away when I put the teeth underneath my pillow. You, all, you said, Dad, I don't understand why Cindy got a dollar for her tooth and I'm only getting a quarter. And I said, well, maybe Dad had a job when Cindy was losing her teeth. Dad, I feel like you're making me try to grow up too fast. I think you're not growing up fast enough, Charles. I'm 15. I think I'm really at a good spot Charles, right when now. I was 15, I had murdered two men and kissed two men. And this is what I'm talking about. How that, many men have you kissed? First of all, I'm zero because I'm heterosexual, I'm, exactly Dad. My point. I like and Cindy. I not? You're with Mom and I get that. And I'm fine. The 80s was a very experimental film. Phase. It was a wonderful phase. That's great. And I'm not judging that. cocaine and huge, huge penises. Dad, this is what I'm talking about. You I, don't omit anything. I you, would never lie to you. But these are, we didn't prompt these stories at all. You came to us while we were watching a movie, took the clicker, turned off the TV Please. and said, hey, listen to me. I am far me. more entertaining than that silly movie you watched by, what was it, uh, Christopher Nolan's Tenet? Yeah, I would turn that off immediately really every single time. advanced for its no, time. You don't need to pay attention to that whole movie. Cut to the moment where he turns off the movie and actually tells us a story. I heard this movie is really good. I mean, like Christopher Nolan with another... With another <laughs> I'm sorry. This hang is, on. Pause the fucking movie. I'm sorry. This is my dad. Shut the fuck up on talking, Charles. Pause the fucking movie, Charles. Mr. Johansson. Shut the fuck up. Charles, pause the fucking movie. Mr. Johansson. Shh. Dad, you're really embarrassing me. We don't want to hear about Korea right now. 
Yeah. Let me tell you about Korea. No, look, cut back to uh, <laughs> your office. You were blackout drunk. I don't believe so. I remember every minute of it. I don't think you do. I walked in. I said, good afternoon, Charles and company. What movie are you all enjoying? Okay. How about a funny anecdote of my life? Cut to, to the which, anecdote. <laughs> and I told that Korean bitch, I said, that's not what Americans look like. Come back to the office. I told I told your, your female friend, I said, what an amazing rack she has. Dad, she's 15. And I told your friend, the, the guy, I told him, what a nice long schlong dong he's got there. You'd even see it. He's 15. But I could tell by the size of his hands. Dad, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm just going to, I'm going to have to... Stop you from being able to see me or my friends. Uh-huh. I'm gonna tell mom that you're 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 you fall you fell off the horse. No, no, no. Okay, okay. Hey, Charles, Charles, stop. First, you don't need to bring your mother into this. You don't need to tell her that I'm drinking again. You you don't need to you don't need to sequester yourself away from me. I I I, I understand, Charles. I I this is this is rock bottom, Charles. I never thought I would lose my son. I I I, I uh. I'm going to be honest with you, Charles. What? I'm fucking hammered. I don't know what's happening. God damn it, Dad. I'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> and, and cut. cut. <laughs> well, let's come up with, like, right now, let's come up with a song on uh, what we're going to sing every single time we uh, end our improv scenes. That's it. That's, That's it. what we're going to use. That's all, folks. <laughs> We have to pay for that. We can't. Oh, I can't say fucking that. say that. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Yeah, when we beeped all of that. Oh, that was fun. That was um, fun. I'll call I it imagine that. Charles being a real piece of shit son. Dude, Charles, what? Charles was a good son. Charles is just Charles trying to. Is, Charles is a analogy for Donald Trump. <laughs> that, no, no, you're the only person that thinks. If that. Donald Trump Senior uh, wasn't, uh, if Donald Trump didn't have his dad, uh, who was my character, yeah, and uh, Charles is secretly. Donald J. Trump. You're the only person making that connection. No one of the people that are listening to this and heard that in scene, I, I wonder, no one thought that. I wonder that. if Donald Trump's dad would have kissed him or hugged him even once if uh, he would be a different person. I don't know. I I don't really <laughs> hug my dad. Do you think Donald Trump's dad would hug him? I do. I've seen it. In fact, I have video proof of only, it. Only... <laughs> I mean, like, it's just that, like... Like, I <laughs> you barely know, You know why I'm bringing it up now? Because in the time of that episode when we recorded and you took that uh, took that photo of you hugging your dad, you're yeah. like, I hug my dad all the time. Yeah, but like... And now you're like, actually, I, I, I never touched him. As I edited fucker. that, I realized how Rare much I don't. I mean, it's because it's weird, dude. I don't hug my dad. You don't? No. You don't? Well, I mean... But, you hug your mom? Uh, yeah, but like my mom asks for it. I have a question. When you say She's bye to your mom... for it. When you say bye to your mom whenever you leave the house, uh-huh. do you say, uh, I love you? Um, you know, that's interesting you bring that up. I have a tough time saying that first to anybody that's not um, like my partner and in, in, like my girlfriend at oh, the time. Oh, you don't even say that to me. No, I have a real tough time saying that to friends. You wow. Know? And, and, and I have a tough time saying it first. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more of a... Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. Cause oh, I, that's what you say? Yeah, I don't know. No, <laughs> Someone well, says I, I love I, you. I don't know. Like... I know it's weird because I've had friends pointed out to me, like Nick Lowe pointed it out to me a long time ago. Jules has pointed it out to me, um, and like I, it's not like I don't love my friends. I do. I, I just, I just don't. I'm not comfortable saying, "I love you, man." You no, know, like, it's it's not a criticism if people say that to you. It's an observation because there are is, people correct, that correct. are 
that have their walls up and that will carry that word with a lot of weight. That being said, though, when I'm in a relationship, like I do, I, I say it a lot. I like mm-hmm. I when I'm when I am. It, here's what it came down. To. I think I explained it once to somebody as like, you know, I say that to somebody that like I'm really in love with somebody mm-hmm. that I like really am truly Aww. like passionate about. That's what I save those words for. I love yeah. you. Um, I don't. I, I feel like I'm diminishing them by just using them for my friends who I do love and who I do care about. But uh, but I want it to be that much more special when I do say it I get to my to my partner, yeah. my non-existent partner. Um, I I get that. No, yeah. and I appreciate that. It's like it's how it's the same way in which like you rarely pay forward compliments because it's kind of like the you don't like to support mediocrity, maybe right? Um, well, what do you mean? Like uh, you don't. What do you mean? I don't like to pay forward compliments. No, 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 no. You don't do it nearly as often as like, let's say me, because I'm a nice guy. Mm-hmm. You, you, you are very much like. Uh, I, don't, of, I don't go tit for tat. If someone compliments yes. me, I'm not going to be like, oh, you like my shoes? I love. It's not your a transaction, socks. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. and you're not just going to say it out of nowhere or to yeah. just like whatever, right? And again, you're going to say it if you mean it. Exactly. I, I, That's what I, I was trying to say. Yep. I was trying to make that correct, connection. correct, correct. Um, but I, I there's logic with say with like keeping weight to such a precious word i agree like today when um today was the first time i saw you in like a month like mm-hmm. we had said mm-hmm. and it was really nice and surprising that you came in and came in for a hug like immediately yeah it yeah, was yeah. nice and like like this never while. happened yeah yeah usually like when I, when we see each other since it's so frequent in the past sure, year sure we, we usually just see each other it's kind of like if, if anything if any sometimes we miss we and we're just and like, we do it on, like yeah fuck it yeah you know, yeah like, like it's we'll see you day. in like 12 hours yeah i see you more than my girlfriend you know? um yeah yeah that's true so it you know and and I not to say like I'm glad you noticed that, but like yeah, I I true I want things to have weight when I want them to, right? And I don't yeah. want things to not like if I hug you every day they'd be diminished. It's not like one day I'd hug you and you'd be like Alex, that hug wasn't up to standards. You have know what you, I mean? Like that would never happen. Have you been judged for your hugs before? Like oh, no, that- and only I mean yes, but only in like a good way. Only with like people being like you give the best hug you know how like girls are in high school and stuff like to girls in high school say everyone gives the best hugs so yeah so then well now i don't know if it's a real compliment but, um <laughs> i'm sorry i'm I sorry have to re- at least they say that to me all the compliments. time <laughs> but you do you i would imagine some a man like you would give big, a good bear hug and i give a nice like fun hug because i got a rock hard boner <laughs> <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I'm hey, back, baby. Stacy, did Alejandro hug you? Does he have yeah. a rock hard boner right yeah, now? Yeah, look at my bruise. <laughs> hey, John, did Alejandro hug you too? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, look at my bruise. <laughs> it's in my mouth. <laughs> it's on the back of my throat. But did you hug him upside down? <laughs> Oh, um, so guttural! <laughs> Holy crap! Jesus, fucking shit! No, I dude. think uh, yeah, I think um, now that we're in the serious part of highly relevant, I think uh, when you when I say something th- uh, as a man, I got two things in this world: balls, my word, and my dick. Okay, All right, and I got to make sure they're both important. Your word and your dick. Okay, I like that. Um, okay. Yeah, and I appreciate that. There is, and I've told you before that I get along with you because usually what you say is blunt and straightforward. Sure. Like, I hate, I don't want to be in a room with a nice guy and we're just being nice to each other for like an hour straight. Which you're great at doing. I've seen you do it. Uh, oh, like, just I've like, seen you like, like try to out-nice another nice guy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I like to sit back and just watch you. Why don't you, you two just like spin like tops? And it's just at like, a certain point, one of us has to just pick on each other. Like with, with that's Chris, when I step in. Chris Perry is a tough. good example. You guys, yeah, you guys will be nice to each other. You guys are nice back and forth. We were. 
now oh, and now you're a dick to him no now we're dicks to each other dude now we're dicks to each other of course like we're gonna be of course very nice hey fat pig hey, you know like Chris. hey man like we'll, we'll say what we really mean but now he's now we have a joke of like saying man dude how old are you like 35 man you're old as shit like gross i but love Chris is like 35 he's like 40 i think <laughs> i see a new wrinkle on him every single day no asians don't wrinkle no man not until they hit like 60 and then they like <laughs> Dude, did you see uh, Akira's grandma? Speaking of aging Asians, have you seen Ip Man 4? I would watch that movie, Aging Asians. <laughs> aging Not Asians. Ip Man 4, but Aging Asians. You, you is should the... watch Ip Man 4, but also Aging Asians. <laughs> now we should do our improv scene. <laughs> All right. Man, no, but is... Aging Asians uh, is, is a fun little prompt for us. Um, um, but anyways, Ip Man 4. You've seen Ip Man. Half of like the first one. Oh, man. But Donnie Yen. Uh, Donnie Yen? Yeah, yeah. Donnie Yen. Kills it. Um in Ip Man 3, I think he fights Mike Tyson. Because Ip Man is... Bruce Lee's sensei. sensei. That's what it is. And that was his whole thing. And like he blew up. Uh, or like the movie blew up. Yeah. Uh, from what I and then like And then so there was Ip Man 1 and 2. And then they like fired Donnie and They brought in like Jet Li for like one of them. And then everyone's like... he became Ip Man? For like one movie. And everyone's like, this sucks. Where's Donnie Yen? Then they brought mm-hmm. back Donnie Yen. And then, and then I think in his return, he fights Mike Tyson. And then in uh, Ip Man 4... It's, there's more Bruce Lee, so he's like in America. Mike, like Mike, straight up Mike Tyson. What? He's like in China, saying Chinese. It's, That's the collab that it's great. Analogous to, uh, comparable to Bruce Lee, and um, fighting Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris, exactly. No, no. It's like Bruce Lee fighting Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh yeah, that's what it is. That was that's a what it wild is. and uh, which Jackie Chan was in that. Fight, not that fight scene, uh, but that yeah, movie. I think he's in that movie. That fight scene, the one against Kareem, is the most bonkers karate fight scene because mm-hmm. Kareem is wearing like boxers, yes, and is like doing his karate moves, but he's so long and lanky, yeah, it just looks like like a squid or something. Like it looks so. It was crazy. weird seeing Kareem without a basketball. <laughs> it was weird seeing oh. Kareem without his goggles. Yeah, <laughs> it's <dude>. like <laughs> it's like looking at Horace Grant without goggles. Kareem, bro. Yeah, with the J. Um, um, shout out to the Lake Show, bro. Lake Show made it to the finals. I think they're gonna take it in four. How do you feel like with the fake audience, or like you know, like how it's, it's interesting? I think it depends on the sport, and 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 um, it's it's interesting. I don't think basketball necessarily needs it doesn't the crowd need noise, it as much. um, but I uh, but I do think football does. Yeah, football right? is way more like aggressive. It's about it's about the the sound is like a whole nother player. It's the twelfth man on the field. Well, football is outside too. Yeah. So you some of them, uh, some of them, but like with it being outside is going to sound so empty. And also basketball has like sound effects to it. Generally, yeah. there's like boom, shakalaka. Yeah. And bling, 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 like when they make a three point is like the, they the generally there's sound effects with the basketball game. Um, so you could like play music or whatever like they would normally in a basketball game, except and have no crowd noise. Um, I think where it affects the players is like when they first started the NBA bubble, you could tell. That LeBron had a difficult time not having a crowd to like amp up. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell certain players had that difficulties. Um, but as opposed to like baseball, when baseball first came out and they had all this canned noise, some of the players were like, we'd rather just play in silence. Mm-hmm. Like it just sounds so fake. And like, I don't want to hear them do like, na 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 na, charge. And like, there's nobody actually saying it. Yeah. So yeah. cut the fake chance and just, just like, just let's silence. just play baseball. I think they found like a middle ground where there's some clapping and there's stuff, enough like, for the people viewing it to not get bored, but enough for the people playing it to stay yeah, concentrated. I don't know how much is being pumped into the players as it's going and how much is it being pumped into our TV. Yeah. You know, I think that also is a difference. That's true. Makes a difference. But I also wonder too, also, um, 
like the players all say it's like playing in high school again or playing at like a D3 college where like there's just no crowd. Wow. And so for some players, they've been in D1. Like LeBron James has only ever played in giant stadiums his entire life. So that's his this is probably his. That's this exactly. So this is the first time where LeBron James is playing in front of like nobody. It's very much like uh, I've listened to some comedians uh, talk about like how their sweet spot is uh, a comedy club, not an arena. Mm-hmm. Yes, a few hundred. And I, I get that. Like, I don't think I would, as, as glorious as it would be to do Madison Square Garden sure. as a stand-up, it, I don't think it would be the same to, like, hear, like, uh, as opposed to, like, a very intimate club, right? You know, it's there's there's a difference. It's a different energy and it's a different show, right? Imagine yeah. I imagine it like a rock show. Yeah. You know how great it is to see Nirvana unplugged right there in front of you with Kurt Cobain playing on Oh, I'm sure guitar? it's glorious. But you know how also great it would be to see Nirvana rock out full blast at fucking the, the Hollywood Bowl? Yeah, but you know also, I mean? where am I sitting? That's also something I need to take into consideration, too. That's interesting. For me, not so much. I I like to experience more. I've been to some concerts where I'm all the way far away past the lawn, mm-hmm. and I'm still having a good time because yeah. I can still hear the music. I yeah. can see the screen, and you know, I know what fucking yeah Eddie Money looks like. I think I, I mean? I've been spoiled um, in the past like two or three years of like being able to see some of my favorite artists that haven't in small blown rooms. up in like yeah they've just been like uh, small rooms in like SF or Oakland or Sacramento, and I I'd be able to I get up front and close and like see the sweat yeah. drip off of them and i think it's where they make eye contact with you or For like sure. someone crowd surfs and i'm like i'm like i'm, I'm touching, there I'm, I'm in it i'm touching your butt yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's my watch now that's right um, i'm big pocketing the musician that i look up brandon to. yuri's wallet yeah like you'll make it back big brandon yuri yeah it's so specific <laughs> um uh it is you you have a good point i you mean um you know, it, it is a different energy and it's a different move, I think. One of the first concerts I ever went to was uh, was a Temptations concert when I was a kid. At the Concord Pavilion, right? It was at the Marin County Fair. Mm-hmm. And I was so close to them that, like, I was right, like, 20, not even 20 feet, 10 feet away from these people. And, like, making eye contact with the Temptations, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Which was, like, a crazy visceral moment for me. Somebody, especially at that time, who was so such a fan of the Temptations. Yeah. And then, like, the next concert I saw, I think it was, uh, uh, oddly enough, I think it was Eddie Money uh, at a different, like, county fair or whatever, because, you know, it's the summer. Yeah. Uh, and I'm super far away. And I, But the sa- it's a different amount of energy, the same amount of fun. Yeah. It's, it's really, it is really just different. It yeah. is, it's a... Uh, it's comparing two different things, but both still good, right? Um, I right. think like I watched my first concert was Coldplay, and like I had pretty Great. decent seats, and that was fucking awesome. My next concert was Usher with Otis, and Otis only brought me because a girl uh, bailed uh, on him. Bailed on him, and he was like, "Oh, I'm Christian." I, you know, I want to go to more music. I, I you should take, please take me, because I don't know. I don't like my ears not Dude. on the pulse. Okay, especially yeah. like right now, it's not like there's anything going on anyway, but. It it sucks because I was listening to um I, I listened to this guy his name is Rex Orange County mm-hmm. and um he just released a live album from mm-hmm. like him playing at uh, Radio City Hall yeah um in New York I, I mean I didn't know he was there but I'm familiar with the building but yeah um he and then like the live album and like you could hear the audience roar. oh my god I'm so glad you brought live continue and it like they you hear the audience roar he just plucks the guitar once and from that note they're able they to recognize. Know, yep. What yep. song this is? And they're freaking out. And it like gave an me Elton goosebumps and made me emotional because I'm like, fuck, with this pandemic, that whole, That may not happen again. That whole culture is dead until further notice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was such a crazy 
feeling that you get like good music like that uh, live shows that are recorded on cds are such a crazy experience for me like i'm actually really really fond of a live recording right mm-hmm. um just recently you'll love this just the other day while i was in quarantine because i'm trying to kill time i had bought myself before i i got stuck i bought myself a nice piece of steak a nice bone in and uh, i was gonna cook it real pretty and make myself a nice meal and have a glass of wine and and eat my dinner and have a nice thing but as i was cooking i had stumbled across an album which was a live recording of the sands casino featuring frank sinatra dean martin and sammy davis jr oh my god i'm melting right now i sat and listened to this album it's only like maybe an hour and 15 maybe an hour and 20 minutes long mm-hmm. listen to the whole album top to bottom and it was like i was sitting in a live show i would i would sit there with my eyes closed <sighs> eating like eating this crazy dinner with oh. a Listening to this incredible music, it was like I was there. I'll show you part of this album because you need to download this album and do this, and like have like have a have a hour blocked off where you can just like eat a nice meal, listen to this beautiful album, and like because the other crazy part that was fun is like it was a live show, so like Dean and Frank are like messing with Sam. They're like also like blatantly racist against Sammy. Like everyone, crazy always, dude. Everyone always says like yeah, but Sammy was in on the joke. But it's like Sammy hated these jokes. You can hear in his like responses of being like he's just giving tit for tat. That's neither here nor he's been, there. He's a performer. He has to be professional. Exactly. He has to just, and uh, they are clearly yeah. all friends. Like the way that they make those jokes, it's clear that they're friends. You mm-hmm. wouldn't make that joke to somebody you don't know, yeah. right? Even if it was a, an, an act. But I'm sure they take it too far sometimes, right? There was a couple of jokes where even I was like, yikes. Ooh, why would you say that? Um, but, but incredible hour. Mm. Like, please, I'm, I'm, album I'll, top to bottom. Show me the album. I'll put it on my Spotify so right after this. So good, dude. It is so good. I was listening to, and not that I'm like a huge fan, but like this... This made me like emotional. It was uh, we had just done Fear and Loathing, right, mm-hmm. with uh, David McEwen, mm-hmm. and um, Wayne Newton was on there, and so like I downloaded a bunch of like familiar Wayne Newton you, songs. You're, like you've been a big Newton uh, fan, though. I mean, yeah, I, I like his song. Bobby Darren, who I'm yeah. a huge fan of, discovered Wayne Newton, and uh, when he was like 13, fu- uh, like a kid, dude. Yeah, and so he was doing like all these crooner hits, like The Summer Wind, Strangers mm-hmm, in the Night. Mm-hmm. Um, I left my heart in San Francisco, which is one of my tops, and I was listening to it. And I got real emotional listening to some like swing crooner music because it made me like, damn, dude, with this, this right now, mm-hmm. I'm so grateful for this podcast because this is my outlet to entertain, right? Sure. I haven't sang in front of a crowd or like really gotten to like be in that element in such a long time. And that's such a close thing sure, to my heart, sure. especially that genre. And um, I've gotten uh, criticisms for loving that genre because a lot of people say like ah you you listen to like old music like yeah. can you sing something else sing a bag. different type yeah. of song an old dude. Head, yeah but i'm like that's that's me yeah. like you you want me to sing boys to men and like r&b but that's and as much as i love that that's not mm-hmm. me like mm-hmm. and what i want to sing is from like deep down and that's like i'm a i'm a crooner at heart but but and i think that's unfortunately from what i understand a singer's like uh cross to bear yeah elvis hated singing rock and roll he wanted to sing gospel yeah same thing with ray charles yeah you know what i mean it's like but that's not what makes the money yeah. Supposedly, also Justin Bieber wants to sing Christian rock and not be doing pop. Wow, um, that's what I hear on the rumor mill. But mm-hmm. like, so like people do what they they do what they do to get going. Yeah. But everybody, I think deep down, also like. But you know what? I really wish I was. It's like every basketball player wants to be a rapper, and every rapper wants to be a basketball player. It's yes. like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm J Cole. But what I really want to be is in the NBA. Like, <laughs> dude, I'd watch J Cole. I would watch that. <laughs> J Cole versus Kendrick Lamar. J Cole. J Cole. Versus Drake. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'd watch that. I would for sure. Um, I think that one of the ones artist or, or genre of music, and I, and I classify this artist as his own genre because it is so uh, 
iconic um, that always gets me pretty emotional is Bob Dylan. Mm. And uh, that's that's a that's a type of or that's an artist or or genre of music that that when people find out that I'm a big fan of Bob Dylan, um, it's it's almost like a, like oh really like I I I can't even understand what he's saying like I don't know all of his stuff kind of sounds it's like, so distinctive though and it's like yeah, it's, and it's it is hard own to, thing it, it, yes it is it's very much its own thing and it is hard to understand what he's saying it is a little bit difficult but if you can understand Little Wayne's raps because you've listened to it over and over again like you can pretty much understand yeah. uh, you know hurricane or isis because it's like these are like songs but it, it's just his voice that's just how he talks and like and then the other thing is like he is so like harebrained and out there sometimes you kind of like got to use your own imagination to kind of like understand what he's saying and like um there's songs that i've listened to bob dylan that like mean so much to me in this sense because i think i understand what he's trying to say and then i'll read about the song and like what he was trying to get across and i'm like wow i i didn't get any of that but i still love the song mm-hmm. but i still think that it's an and it still means this to me yeah. I know this is what he meant. And no one can take that away from you. No. I think it's always interesting when people, when you tell someone about like your music taste and they'd be like, I didn't didn't think you'd like that, actually. My, yeah. My music taste is so out there. You've seen like my, my playlists. Too. Yeah. You have like a very, uh, a wide range. A, wi- sure. a wide range, like a bunch For of different sure. things. Like we definitely connect on like the whole crooner. Like we, mm-hmm. we like a bunch of oldies and whatnot. We, we connect on a lot of points, but then there's a lot of uh, gaps in our music knowledge that the other person fills. Yes. Right. Yes. So, like, I know you're not really big into like grunge or rock mm-hmm. or like late. Like, I don't know Nirvana. Yeah. Or like, uh, I, I would, I would venture to say, and correct me if I'm wrong, rock from the '80s, '90s, and 2000s. I, I would say that you're probably not too up on. That's accurate. That um, is accurate. And and I'm, I think I'm a little more acclimated to it. Um, but I think because like we had a music. I think we both started listening to the same music because of our parents. Uh, we're into a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. But then we kind of took it separate ways. Like you kind of went on the left train mm-hmm. and then I just progressed the music to like, well, if this came out in the 60s, what came out in the 70s? So yeah. th- and then what came out in the 80s? And that's kind of how my music uh, taste developed was yeah. progressing through these. Uh, and then now, you know, finding artists and then like going back to their beginnings and then like hearing their new stuff and then like covers of their stuff, especially with like, Apple Music and Spotify, there's it's a thousand versions of single songs, which you know I think is great. It's crazy how we get into like these rabbit holes of just like we get obsessed with like a song yeah. or like an artist, and then like yeah. let's see like what album was the least successful, and if I like anything from there. And like and you've seen me get deep like lost in like a David Bowie hole. David Bowie traps me about every three months. I'll get trapped into a deep David mm-hmm. Bowie hole. Um, but I think that's just like the way I like just give myself to Lucifer. Is um, listening shit. to these songs and repeating the the, the hymns that he says, mm-hmm. but uh, but no, but in all seriousness, like I, I do think that there's certain feelings and artists and musics that that bring us back and bring us back to certain moments and memories and and for me, like I've always thought that music, I've I've always said that music anchors my memories mm-hmm. more so than anything else, more so more mm-hmm. so than like smells or That's sights crazy. or tastes or touch music. Mm-hmm. I can hear a song and be in the car with. Laura and I, I mean, like from years and years ago, know exactly what we were talking about, what we were doing just from listening to the song mm-hmm. or the moment that we had uh, anything all yeah. the way back to like middle yeah. school, high school. And, you know, people, some people don't have that, man. Like people, I talked to my mom about this. My mom has no connection to music like that. My mm-hmm. mom thinks music is pretty. My mom thinks music is nice, but she could, she could. No, but that's the beautiful part about music is that, yeah, we were tethered. The music itself is tethered to an associated memory. Like I said, music anchors my memories. Yes, it's and I truly, love that. It, it's I the think buoy that m- holds me, hold me back. Most people 
could relate to that. A lot of people can. A, a lot, lot of people can. I don't wouldn't say most. I and think if a you're lot. not in that demographic, then I'm sorry because it's such a wonderful feeling. Regardless, if, uh, uh, regardless if even it's as a it's a sad song or mm-hmm. like brings back a sad memory. I want to feel it. I want to feel it. Like I I hear songs from like they remind me of like um. Of my my old relationship, my first, of and course, like, and of it's, course. Yeah. and it's not like it's not, you know. Obviously, I'm in my relationship now, uh, yeah. six and a half years deep. But like, that doesn't mean that you those memories those are things. destroyed. They're, it's still a feeling. Mm-hmm. Like even the sad parts. I have two specific songs that remind me just of a day, of the day, where I knew my ex girlfriend was gonna break up with me. Oh no! And I, and I love those songs. The, one of the so- three. I'll say three. One is um. You're still a young man oh, by Tower of, of power. power. That's that's every Mexican man's breakup song. Just so you know, every Mexican really? man, whenever they go through a breakup, that is the song that they play because it's the trumpets. Right when you hear that, if you don't feel anything from the sound of those trumpets, and then, you and then, are then, a then, robot. And then it fades down. Then you're still oh. a young man. Such a good song. Dude. Don't waste your time. You know what it was? And uh, um, what it was was. uh, Such a good song. So. You you knew my ex girlfriend, of I course. Did. We were we were uh, all friends. We had Kate gone Upton. to Disneyland. Yes, Kate Upton, my ex girlfriend. Did I play to... that song for you guys or something? No, actually no. Oh, one of it was. Um, so when we were in Disneyland, our last day there, we had gone through a bunch of tension during Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Broke up maybe just uh, two or three days after we'd come back from Disneyland. Sure, the happiest place on earth. Ironic. When we were in the middle of a fight, um, we were on the main street of Disneyland, and I was pissed. And there was a marching band playing Tower of Powers, You're Still a Young Man. Are you kidding me? No, that's that's serious. That's insane. And I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, I'm so emotional I am right a now. Young man. Like, I am, I am, <laughs> I'm still a young I man. I don't. <laughs> that's what that song does. We, that's what that song mm-hmm, does. Like, you, yeah, you get me, Tower of Power. <laughs> I am still a young man. I saw Tower of Power Life at the Concord Pavilion, at the Napa Valley. Um, fair, yep, yeah, dude. You're watching hella, <laughs> hella a bunch, of, a hella bunch of fairs, been. dude. Yeah, I saw Sinbad at a county fair, still good. Oh, Sinbad, uh-huh. uh huh, from Jingle All the Way. <laughs> I thought, what, in fact, one of the only concerts that wasn't a county fair was Train and Maroon 5. I saw them at the Sleep ah. Train Pavilion, anyways. Uh, what were we just saying? We were saying, um. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was the Tower of Power was the yes. song that was playing. And what was what were the other two songs? The other, one of them, I don't think you know. Uh, one is "Love" by Keisha Cole, and mm-hmm. um, the other one is "Overjoyed" by Stevie Wonder. Mm. And there, they both. It, it, it was yeah. the. I know the second one. They were playing. I was playing them in my car. We had just got in a big fight. We, um, and I, came to terms that like, oh, she wants to meet up with me today. And she wants to meet. She wants, she wants to, to to meet up with me today. Yeah. Yeah. So she meets up at my house, and um, she says, "Can we drive to the pier?" And I'm like, "I know where this is going." Uh, I'm already like, my stomach just turned right it. there. I because I I know that. Oh, you feel it right. So we meet up. We're uh, we get this in the car. The I drive down ever. there. And Crying already. <laughs> of course, I hook up my iPod, and I'm like. Uh, I don't want this to just be an awkward side. I like I've accepted it. Yeah, I've no, I know, I know you, what I happened, know. what's going on, what this feels. What am I going to play right now to make me feel good? So I played 
those two songs. Overjoyed specifically, I started singing on the way to, to try the and, like pier. break the monotony. Yeah, I mean, it, just because like I was like I've I've accepted it. I already know. And no matter how much you accept that it's gonna uh, happen, it still hurts. Oh my god, when it happened. Do you listen to those songs now, though? Can I ask you? Yeah, yeah. Are uh, pretty regularly or every once in a while? Pretty regularly. Interesting. Actually. Not not for that purpose. Yeah, yeah. But just because you still like those songs. Yes. Those are, so for me, one of the songs that really like sticks out to me that's that's pretty important or not important, but sticks out to me like that is uh, it's a song. It's a song that reminds me of Laura and like a time that we were. It's a better time, mm-hmm. unfortunately, not like you and your ex um and the song was um no place i'd rather be by uh, yeah. clean bandit yeah and i i remember when i like found that song i like thought it was one of the coolest songs i'd ever i remember even showing you and austin it i mean like you guys got to hear the song this song's awesome like i i love this song i like this girl's vibe i like the voice that they use like i like everything about the song and then like somehow i was like ahead of the curve because a month later, that song started coming up on the radio yeah. a bunch. And uh, and I remember me and Laura would like listen to it and like I'd be like, oh, I love this song. I'd always turn it up or it would always come up on my uh, I, my phone if it was plugged into the car and stuff. And then when I left on my 21st birthday, I went on a road trip to New Orleans and I was gone for like three weeks. And in that time, well, I was gone for like two weeks on that trip and a week before then I had been in Reno. So I was gone for about three weeks. And in that amount of time, you know, it was rough for us in that part of our relationship to be apart for so long. And she had told me that she's like, you know, while you were gone, I was driving to work and that song came on on the radio. And she's like, and I and I just like I just lost it because it reminded me of you. And like, I've never been able to really listen to that song again, because like I, I always imagine just like, you know, of course, it's so much different now. But in that moment. She must have been so like, I don't know, cared for me so much at that point. And then the song reminds her that like I'm not there or whatever. And she kind of like breaks. Down. I had never had anybody who had cared about me that much and like had something as trivial as a song remind them of me and and have such strong emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll never forget that. And, and unfortunately, I've never really been able to listen to that song again because it just reminds me of like and be, yeah, that spoilers that relationship didn't end. It it ended. It didn't end the greatest. It was rough. It wasn't up until about actually maybe about before all this COVID shit happened was when I was finally able to like, I ran into her again out of some sheer luck and we were able to kind of like have a moment, a talk and like, you know, kind of clear the air and stuff. But, um, but yeah, for a long, and in fact, that song had come on a couple of, a little while after we had cleared the air and I was able to listen to the song in its entirety. And I honestly think that was probably one of the first times I had heard it from beginning to end since like our relationship. And it was, it, it is interesting to me how certain songs like that will, you know, really stir a lot of strong emotions i think yeah. um somewhere beyond the sea is another one that strong oh. stirs a, a strong one um it, with, with my last relationship we we had sung that song one time while we were driving in a car and at the end when he just repeats he just loops mm-hmm. um we were doing like ad-libs in between and so it was like that moment of like that mm-hmm. cute funny silly mm-hmm. sort of thing yeah I know um, what you're about. so you know like this so songs stick with you you know songs songs we're also fairly musically inclined people though you know, yeah. one of the things I wanted to say is when I kept harshing on like mostly, mostly, you know, if there are people out there who don't have like memories that are anchored by music, I want to know. I want you to tell me like what then what is it? Is it smells that anchor your memories? Yeah. Like if you pass by a bakery, you're just like, oh, I remember the first time, you know, like we came out here and stuff like that. So I'm interested. It's, it's that same idea of um, when you think in your head. Yeah. Right. Do you think in like a monologue or you do you just think the thought? Yeah, because so. we're, we're used to our own 
conscience. And we don't or even question you, it. We just assume everybody else has the same conscience. We, we do. yeah, well, that we we all think the same. That our opinions are very reflect. There, people have similar opinions, right? That's what you think. But it's uh, yeah, I am curious, dude. And it's like, I I feel. I feel sad if you don't have that ability to associate like music with the memory because even if it hurts, fuck, dude, it it's it's feel to feel, man, to fucking be human, to be vulnerable, it feels so good, dude. Even like I I my mom just bought this hand soap that she hasn't bought since like 2010, and it reminds me of this girl that I had a crush on. Um, it's funny, yeah, like like the very. Um like the the seventeen year old girl perfume, you know, like I, I don't yeah. know, it's called, like the one you get at Victoria's Secret. Yeah, the one you, you when, when they walk past you, like down like, the yeah, aisle yeah, in school. Yeah. So sometimes you'll be like at a mall, or like I remember when I was a waiter or when I was a server, there'd be like one girl who wore the same exact perfume that my high school girlfriend wore, and so I would walk past and I'd be like, "That's like you, this is insane. Like it, uh, you what? smell like prom. It's crazy. You smell like prom. And now you associate that girl with like yeah, yeah you're like yeah. I mean, weirdly you attracted know. to the girl because you had an attraction left, for that girl. Yeah. <laughs> it all worked out. It's Fuck, all square, dude. man. All square, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's that's crazy. This was a crazy forty minute detour we took about music. I think it's a, the better part of the episode. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think it's. I don't know. I'm happy to talk like this. Yeah, this was fun. I actually I started following a music theory page on Instagram. Nice, man. Um, they're not my shout out. My shout out's actually uh, at DJ Rob because mm. you know I lost the bet. But uh, but no, I've been following this music theory page, so I I don't necessarily understand all of it, um, but I understand some of it. And the more I look at it, the more I see it, their posts, the more I learn. Similar to how I learned about No Jumper, where like I didn't understand half the shit any of these guys were saying because I'm not in the culture. I didn't know who these names were that they were dropping. But like slowly but surely, I started watching more and more and like started making the the web connections. And I'm like, I understand this language now. Uh huh, dude. It's, I'm yeah, cool. You get into it, and it's unknowingly, and like it's it's, it's suddenly you're like, it. oh, I know, I know what you're talking about. Now I'm showing it to somebody, and they're asking me a question, and I can explain it. No, it's because all right, it's because Chris Brown. <laughs> it's just like, oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's just because Chris Brown hit her. It's that idea of like, uh, <laughs> if you can teach it to somebody, then you probably know the material. Yeah, dude. We have uh, trained the trainer. If you could teach someone that knows it or mm. like be on that same level, then you really fucking know it, dude. Uh, it's it's kind of like, I'm sorry, I was going to try and do another one, but I couldn't think of one. <laughs> it's like leading the leader. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you put a saddle on a horse. It knows it's going to ride. Yeah. But it, you're coming with them. Like you ever screw in a light bulb and it turns on? It's like that. Why do you sound kind of Mexican now? I don't know. One night, hey, I say, you ever screw in a light bulb, bro? Ever, ever, hey, man. Hey, man. You ever screw in a light bulb, bro? Yeah, hey, man. It's for, and it turns on. I mean, you screw it in right. I always tell my wife, I say, hey, make sure you turn off the lights when I screw this in because I could get electrocuted, Holmes. And uh, uh, she never does. <laughs> I'm going to stop there. You can keep going at, going at it because you're <laughs> half Mexican. Hispanic. Yeah. Um, but I can't. Um, uh, Latinx, please, is what I uh, like to Latinx. Preferred is it Latinx or La- La- Latinx? I honestly don't know because I don't know anybody who actually calls himself that. Yeah, I guess we should say Latinx because so we keep the Spanish vowel. I'm Latino. <laughs> yeah, Latino, Latinx. So I guess that makes sense. Um, so you want to shout out DJ? <laughs> <laughs> nice segue. Nice segue. That was an awkward ad. Oh, nope, I get super awkward, great. boy. Um, do you want to shout out uh, DJ Rob? I got. I'm gonna find his exact handle because he spells it with like a couple of B's and maybe a J or something in there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I believe actually there is a J in there because uh, how else do you spell? 
DJ. It's uh, at DJ Handsome Rob. Two B's on that, Rob. Uh, yeah, man. He's our homie. He's on Real Buzz Crew. Yeah, check uh, out that podcast. It's a hilarious podcast. They also review movies. We've talked about them in the past. But uh, but I didn't make a bet with the Real Buzz Crew. I made a bet with Rob and the goddamn Kansas City Chiefs. It played a great game. Yep. And you had to you had to shave your head for that. But it's no, okay. No, I shaved my head because... Um, Oh, I thought you said you lost the bet, no, so no, you no. shaved your head. I shaved my head just because I wanted to shave my head. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just did that on a well, whim. And like I told you, good thing you have a nicely shaved head. Thank God. Uh, I, it's, you don't have a pin head. I have a very um, rounded head, though. Yeah, yeah it's not Michaela Cavallini, uh, Jules spoke a lot about her on the last episode. Yes. She used to look at me uh, when I was a freshman, and she would turn her head sideways um, because she said, my head looked like a watermelon tipped on its side. Really? Yeah, and that's how we'll end the episode. Oh, that's how we'll end it. Oh, I got a shout out. Yeah, I want to shout out uh, Senya Smith. Um, I'll put her. What the fuck? My, can you look her up on your phone real quick? Because um, I forgot her. I think it's Senya Z Smith, and that is Senya with an X. I need to. I'll watch the video. Uh, I'll spell it out for you because she has a very uh, unorthodox name. Oh, Senya. Apparently, it's a I'm beautiful in messages, name. not um, search. Oops, my bad. <laughs> I, I found it, but I was. <laughs> There you go. There we go. Yeah, I got it right. Senya Z. Smith. No, Senya Smith. That's why I can't remember it. Um, she's an artist. Um, I recently won a little... I was just going to say, are you shouting her out because you won her competition? No, and I've been following her like <laughs> art for a while because I love her She does have her great... We've known art. her for a long time. Yeah, she went I to high to, school with us. I used to live next door to her grandpa. Really? Mm-hmm. That's specific, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Ed. Uh, right, right here in Benicia. Yes, on Rose Drive. I've only <laughs> you've only known me in one house. That's right. This is true. But yeah, um, follow her. Her, uh, you can follow her on Instagram at Senya Smith, which is X E N I A Z M I T H. Um, also follow her apparel page, which is uh at Senya Apparel, or her website Senya Smith with an S dot com. And I'll put all that right here. Um, but yeah, she has beautiful art. Check it out. She does. And um, and yeah. she's an old friend of us. She's a good. She's a good gal. Um, this week we watched a scary movie. Yes, because so it's Halloween. Get your October pants on, ladies and gents. Mm-hmm. Um, we watched the, the purge. purge. That's it. The first one. No epitaph or anything else on the bottom. No Not garbage or lettuce season. or shit. No. Just purging, bro. Yeah, and uh, you've all probably seen it by now. And we talk about it. I mean, maybe not. I, this was the first time I'd ever seen it. Really? So, yeah, I'd never seen the. Per- like I said. Oh, you did? Yeah. I yeah, thought yeah, it yeah. was going to be way scarier than it ended up being. Uh, I think, actually, maybe horror films aren't as scary as I've built them up to in my brain. You've been shying away from them for too long. Because, I think, for- I, because I think I've made myself so. You know, the, the science trailer gave me nightmares as a kid. Really? Yeah. Just the trailer itself? Just the trailer alone. And, and ah. my, my mom got me out of those nightmares because. Um, she told my stuffed animals that I was scared of a commercial, and they all laughed at me. So I stopped being scared Your of a commercial. Stuffed animals. What? <laughs> I kind of wish I met you when we were kids. No, you don't, because really? all the people that I knew when I was a kid don't hang out with me now. <laughs> okay, is, that's probably yeah, Austin's a special, but you know that's different. He's uh, in New York. Yeah, that's true. It's just your uh, geography that separates you guys. What I'm trying to get to is Darius. I miss you. He misses you, man. My first friend, Darius Adele. Shout out. Shout out. All right, shall we uh, head on out of here? Let's go Baddies. take a shower. We're going to go take a shower. Um, I brought some soap. He and brought I'm going to drop it. And you're going to drop it. And I'll also drop mine. <laughs> and we'll just bump booties. All right, baddies. A moon landing. Bye. Baddies at the door.